Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small size businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertonianalytics/apprenticeship and there you can learn more about the program and if you're interested you can apply with all that being said let's start the podcast episode hello and welcome to the how to get an analytics job podcast where we will help you discover where you fit into the analytics marketplace what skills you should build and how to land your analytics dream job I'm John David, analytics agency owner and educator. And I'm Elizabeth Illig, a private career coach and higher education professional. In this podcast, we will not only help you land your next analytics job, but we will give you the tools and strategies to level up your career. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we are going to stick with the theme of building skills, and we're going to be talking with Tyler Lovin who is an awesome entrepreneur and a really excellent analyst as well. So we're going to talk about learning skills by doing, which has been something that we've talked about back and forth over the years about how to approach learning in general. So, hey, Tyler, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So where in the world are you right now? Um, I'm currently in Mexico. I just got back from Costa Rica uh, in Went to, to the beach for a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, so those of you listening, Tyler is pretty much jet-setting all across the world, which is super badass. Um, he's running his own, what would you call it? Would you call it a consulting agency? Yeah, it's a pretty much a data visualization consulting and training company. Yeah, so you were basically finding clients in really high-paying areas and living in really low-cost areas. So that is some awesome geo arbitrage going on there. Yep, making making U.S. dollars and, and spinning Mexican pesos and other currencies. The best plan. Cool. So the question that I wanted to kind of focus on and unpack today is how do you go about learning skills? Yeah. So um, just to kind of so I mean, of course, most people go to college and and, and try to learn there. Um, me me personally, I didn't learn much in college that I, I can actually use. Um, so even while I was in college, I mean, I wasn't the, the smartest, I didn't get the, the best grades, but um, while I was in college, I constantly learned via YouTube or Udemy or um, lynda.com was real big back then. Um, and I would get, you know, learn the, the skill, uh, take a, like a certification. I did Microsoft Excel um, kind of expert type certifications. Um, I did the SAS programming certifications. Um, and then later on, I did Tableau. Um, so I, I really kind of went in and, and just kind of started watching e-learning videos, watching YouTube, um, learning the actual, you know, practical programs that I needed, um, as well as, you know, learning from other experts and then uh, applied those skills to, to kind of real life situations. Because um, to me, what you learned in the textbooks is, you know, it's, it's nice. I mean, it's good to have some general background, but it's nothing you're going to really be doing in real life. Um, so learning from actual experts that are actually doing something in the field close to what you're doing uh, is the way to go. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. So I, my academic history is kind of similar in that I got an undergrad from UNCW in economics, and I basically came out with no usable skills whatsoever. Yeah. It was almost like wasting those four years. And then um, I ended up in a sales job that I hated. So when I came back to get my MBA, I knew kind of what was on the line. It was that kind of dead end job that just, you know, sucked the soul out of my body. 
So I I started applying what I was learning directly, basically through internships. So you, what resources are you using? Um, Right now I'm using mostly Udemy and YouTube. Um, I mean, cause those, those are are done by experts and they're usually, you know, pretty, you know, pretty good as far as, you know, relevant to today's age Um, because, you know, things are changing so fast. So um, learning, you know, a textbook that was done, you know, five, 10 years ago, compared to some, you know, video series somebody made last month, it's, you know, it's a big difference. Um, And then, you know, learning from professors that just teach, and then from people that are actually experts doing it every day. Um, So Udemy is is a really good one. And and YouTube is pretty much the best college to me. Um, (laughs) Pretty much everything I learn nowadays is is off of YouTube. Um, So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of where I go for, for most materials. Yeah. So listeners out there, YouTube is a free resource that is just abundantly just, it, it creates a huge amount of value for you. Um, a lot of people who do coding and learn technical skills, um, they just know how to research better. But I would say that you have kind of a distinct advantage in that you're taking on all these projects. So you're getting to apply analytics and Tableau to different specific business problems. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, you know, most clients say, Hey, have you ever, you know, worked with this data before? And my answer is usually, you know, I've worked with a lot of different data after a while, you know, data is data and, and everyone wants to, you know, drill down, cut into it, slice into it. Um, so once you work with a lot of different industries, a lot of different data sets, um, you, you, I mean, you just approach things the same, no matter what data it is. Um, so yeah, I've been able to you know, connect and then learn skills because sometimes they, you know, they can, they want to, to analyze data in SQL server or MySQL or other, you know, Snowflake or other programs. So I, you know, have been actually been paid to learn how to do some extra things, which, which is always good. Um, and you know, once you actually see, Hey, this can give me money, then you go take some YouTube videos and some Udemy courses and, and actually, you know, be able to put that to your skill set. Um, and, and the good thing is, is you, once you learn a whole bunch of different things, even if you specialize in one thing, which I do recommend, you know, get, be, be specialized in one thing instead of, a, a, you know, being able to do all these different things. Um, you know, having a knowledge, at least a little bit of knowledge of all these different things, lets you talk, you know, knowledgeably to other people and to other departments and, and to other teams so that you guys can come up with a great plan. Even if you don't do it, you know, you delegate it, you at least can speak the language um, and, and get a general understanding of, of what to do. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that that actually kind of, I mirror you in that, in that I started out as a Tableau specialist and kind of put my hat on that. And that was my brand. But now I'm starting to kind of rebrand myself as just an analytics expert in general. So I wanted to ask you about, you seem to have a knack for identifying problems that you see over and over again, and then creating a solution. I think that's a really sophisticated way of approaching learning. So the, the prime example of this is your survey analysis tool. Mm-hmm. So you kept seeing the same data quality issues, kind of the same ways of visualizing, and then instead of addressing them individually on an ad hoc basis, you just built a system. I think that is kind of learning at a much higher level. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So no, I, I think, I think that's entrepreneurship at its core. Um, I mean, it, it, entrepreneurship is kind of one of those things where it, it, you can't read a book. You can't, you know, you can't watch Udemy or YouTube and then think you're an entrepreneur at the end of it. 
it's, it's really changing the way you see life, the way you see problems, the way you see solutions, um, and how you think through them. So, I mean, I, I, I have a business idea pretty much every day. I, I walk <laughs> in the store or walk somewhere else and, and I hear somebody complain or see a problem. I automatically start thinking of a solution that can solve their problem. Um, where most people, you know, they'll, they'll go into customer service and call like, man, I, I hate these, these damn customer service lines, right? And they just complain about it and then never think about it. My, my think I see the problem and then I automatically think of a solution that can solve the problem. So it's training your brain to, to stop just complaining and, 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 and just being mad and just letting it go to, hey, if I'm complaining, somebody else is complaining, which means there's a solution for this, which means it's probability that I can make some money off of it. Um, so yeah, identifying problems and, and seeing it and, and seeing it as creating a business afterwards makes you an entrepreneur and, and, and you know, continues your learning compared to just complaining and, and doing nothing about it. Cool. That's that. Yeah. That's some excellent advice. Can you walk us through how that applied to what, what are you calling it? Visual survey? Yeah. Visual survey. Yep. So, um, I mean, that was, it, it was the same thing. It was a pain. I mean, I, I was doing survey projects for a few companies and I mean, even after they were paying me, I'm getting paid for my time. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was just like, Hey, keep your money. Like, <laughs> you know, this is like stressing me out, giving me headaches. Like, I um, couldn't sleep that night. Like, I don't want to do this. You know, like, it, I don't care how much you pay me. I don't want to do this. Um, and, and that kind of, and then it started developing. I was like, all right, well, there's, I mean, at this point, it was like, there's got to be a better way. Like, how do, how do I fix this? So I was like, all right, well, you know, you have the survey data, it comes out the survey tool. There's nothing we can really do about that um, because we don't have a survey tool. Um, and there's no solution to that. You know, I, there's all this data cleaning and automation that I can do. But I was like, well, Let's, let's fix it in the core. So there's no, the data comes out wrong from the survey tool. Let's make, let's make a survey tool where the data comes out right. Um, so that's kind of where the, the thing, the ideas came from was, was you know, finding the core problem. And, and if I can't fix it within the, the current application, then I build my own application that fixes it. Um, so that's where the, the, the actual survey tool came from. And then the, the data cleaning tool, which automated also, yeah, it's seeing problems, identifying that they're a problem, making sure it's not just a problem for you. It's a general problem for the population and then creating a solution for it. Yeah. So basically what you're talking about is product market fit. Like you found a excellent problem that you solved and then you productized it and started selling it. Exactly. Yep, exactly. But you know, there, there is, you know, and, and this is not my first company. I've built a few other companies that failed also. So there can be, you know, a problem and a solution and, and you create the solution and it could not work. Um, but how I look at it is, it's, yeah, it's a failure, but all everything I learned through that failure was worth the time and the money um, because that I can apply to the next company and then I can apply to the next one. Um, so you kind of have to, and that's the entrepreneur kind of mindset as well is, 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 yeah, it's failed and you're like, oh, damn, I lost all this money. But think positive. You think about, you know, you spent that money, you know, maybe 10000 or 20000 on on, you know, a failed business, but I'm pretty sure I learned more with that 10, 20,000 than I did with that 10, 20,000 at school. So, you know, it's, it's almost like, yeah, you failed, but you're paying for your education uh, with a chance of you making even more money or with just the chance of you just learning all that, all these new skills and, and actually getting experience because yeah, you can read as much as you want, but until you actually do it, um, it it's not really sticking to you. Yeah. Well, I think this hits on a theme that, I've started to kind of 
notice come up over and over again. And the thing that I'm, and I'm still kind of working this theory out in my head, but it seems to me that learning is an iterative process, which is not, it's, it's essentially impossible for your classes to approach it that way because you only have, you know, like a three month semester and they're just kind of helping you memorize concepts or maybe work on a project. But what you described with um, visual survey is you came in, solved a problem to, and built a product, but what you then ran into were more problems. So that's a great way of building out an expertise. So you can almost reframe expertise as you can solve a series of iterative problems. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, and, and your problem-solving skills just go, you know, out the roof. And, and even that relates to my consulting. And, you know, I, I run into problems with Tableau where most people get stuck. And I come out with, you know, some out-of-the-box concept that works. So, you know, constantly run into problems and, like I said, not just quitting, just, oh, damn, that's a problem. Let's keep moving. Figuring out ways to solve them and constantly solving more problems. I mean, it just makes you, you know, very confident in, in you as a person and you and your skill set. Um, and, and people can see that for sure. Interesting. Well, I don't want to totally discredit classical education because, so you have, what, what's your undergrad degree in? Yeah. So my undergrad was a business degree in actual science and minors in applied statistics and finance and then an MBA in finance. So I think that has its place because that, that has helped bring you a lot of opportunities, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, I say a lot of things about, you know, college is, is for me, it wasn't, I didn't learn nothing, but at the same time, I, if I didn't go to college, I probably, I wouldn't probably never got an analyst role, you know, um, being a data analyst and analyzing data and learning Tableau and learning other skills, even if I only worked in corporate a few years, um, you know, college, I wouldn't have got my foot in the door to be what I am now if it wasn't for college. So um, even though, you know, like I said, I mean, a lot of people can do this type of stuff without college. Um, but it is a lot easier to, to go through college, get a job, learn, you know, a year or two, getting paid through corporate and, and learn all the corporate pains and, and, you know, get paid and learn a skill set um, and then maybe jump in on your own. So, yeah, the college is definitely, there's still a place for it, um, but it's not necessary. It makes things easier. Um, and also it gives you a backup just in case it doesn't work because, I mean, let's be real, everyone's not going to be a successful entrepreneur. Um, an entrepreneur is, is like I said, it's, 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 it's within you. It's not a skill. It's, it's kind of who you are. Um, and some people find it that, you know, they, they have a skill set. They're good. You know, they're, they're probably better than most people. Um, but they're not an entrepreneur and, and that's something you can't really make yourself. So if you try it, you, you go into entrepreneurship, you fail, you know, you try to be a consultant, you fail, then you got a degree to fall back on, which I feel is, is, is really important. Um, which also makes you or allows you to have more risk. So, you know, I, I, I blow money on new ideas and new things and businesses. And, and I kind of have it in my back of my head is, yeah, you know, I blow money, but if, if I ever get broke, my bank account gets to zero, you know, I can still find a six figure job next month, you know, and, and be back. Mm -hmm. on. So it's, 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 it's definitely has its place. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a great place to be in. Cause I, I think, um, you're really tapping into your own creativity, which now 
stop me if I'm wrong. I never actually went the corporate track. I did two internships at Volvo and mm-hmm. I, I had enough just from that six month period where I, <laughs> I cannot, I can't be in corporate America. Cause I mean, it just seemed to the rigid structure of that hierarchy. Um, I basically had to ask for permission and granted I was an intern. So I was not even low man on the totem pole. I was like underneath the ground, so to speak. Um, how, how are you leveraging your creativity to advance your learning skills? We're going to take a quick pause from the episode so that I can give you some more information about our career services program. Over the last four years, I have developed a very effective approach to teaching the foundations of analytics. And I've taken that same curriculum from my case studies and business analytics class at Greensboro College and turned it into a career services program. So if you've ever thought to yourself as you're listening to this podcast, man, John David's students are really lucky. You can have a very similar experience to them. Just check the link in the description down below. My career services program offers you an analytics foundations curriculum. So this will shore up any gaps in knowledge that you might have in landing either a promotion or maybe even your very first analytics job. And then you get to work one-on-one with me to help build your personal brand. So we will look at your resume and also help you develop a customized portfolio. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of give you from first job to, to now. Um, so first job, I was a, a risk analyst in college for Chase, um, and I would analyze uh, fraudulent kind of transactions and, and, and see if I thought it was fraud or not. Um, so there was some analytical skills there, um, but still, even as you know, a risk analyst um, in college, um, I created this kind of Excel template where you would paste in the transactions, it would look at all these different variables, and then I would either market high risk or low risk, medium risk. Um, and it was just based off of kind of a, a model that I created. And I would use that personally to, to you or to not to initially make the decision, but to help me make a decision. Um, and, and I started passing it on to my different teammates. Um, and then I kind of got promoted to like a senior um, supervisor kind of level. Um, and I presented it to the, the, uh, my boss's boss, which was like a director. Um, and then they started using it throughout the whole, uh, the whole team, which we oh, were wow. maybe awesome. 50 different people. Um, so then I got a, a, a innovation award through Chase and, and this is all in college. Like I'm still just, you know, fighting, working just a, a side job, um, and, and getting things going. So. I was doing it there. Then I, I was finished college. I got got a, a job as a, a healthcare analyst, um, where uh, the, the turnover was so high. My manager quit, the director quit, and I was the only one there that knew the role. So I was in a, a, almost a sales manager position, um, looking at sales data and analyzing it and presenting it to C level. And and I got lucky because I was I was I still was being an entry level college student, I was, I had pool, like I had, I had control over doing this, this and that. Uh, and I had a lot of freedom, but me being me, a little bit of freedom was not enough. I wanted all freedom. <laughs> so, so I was, I was, you know, telling in, in meetings with C-level saying, no, I think you should do this, do that. Um, and then at a certain point, like, I mean, my confidence was just so high. I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to direct to this manager or this director anymore. I want to merge my department with, with, um, with the, the pricing director. Um, and I was like, if not, then the startup is offering me 
a 20% raise and this, this, and that. And it was our direct competitor. Um, so they were, they went to the drawing boards. They were like, all right, like, well, we'll match it, but we're not moving your department to over here. And I was like, fine, I'm going to the startup. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I left them, uh, went to the startup and worked there for a few months. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cool because you're, 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 it's like your own company pretty much. Um, but I was so low on the, the pole, the totem pole that, you know, my ideas wasn't really getting heard and wasn't being implemented. And I was just like, you know what, I, I got better ideas. I'm gonna go do this on my own. <laughs> um, so after that, I, I went kind of by myself, started doing stuff on the side. And it was like, you know, I'm starting my own company. And then that's kind of where it all started. And, you know, I started my own consulting company, then I started a real estate company and now software. So I'm constantly being able to, to do what I want without anybody limiting me, uh, which some people need, some people it's okay with. But yeah, in corporate, you're, you're going to have limits. And, and like I said, I had a lot more freedom than most people. Um, but if, if you constantly want to innovate and create and if people are constantly saying no and you're like, well, I think my idea is better than yours. Um, it, it's going to bother you. So, so yeah, it, there's, there's definitely that, that, uh, and that's one thing is like entrepreneurs, you hear entrepreneurs can't work in corporate. It's, it's not that they can't, it's just, they don't like hearing no, or I can't, or I don't want to. Yeah. Well, it seems like my learning has been just kind of put on steroids since I graduated. Yeah. So to give some context, I, I got my MBA and then I turned my last semester's internship into my first consulting client. Nice. And I just kind of, you know, jumped in the deep end and it seems like the rate in which you're learning is very much tied or at least somewhat related to the responsibility you're taking on. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. if, if you're, you know, working corporate, you can kind of hide behind, you know, other people or like the infrastructure. But if you have been brought on as the subject matter expert and working directly with the CFO, there's nobody to hide behind. Like you either execute or you don't. Yep. Not for sure. And, and, and especially when you have your own company and stuff like marketing, right? You spend all this money uh, at the end of the day, that's money out your pocket, right? So you, you right, right. Uh, so yeah, the accountability of of your decisions is all you, which which forces you to be better, to be more efficient, to be uh, more effective, um, and and it pushes you compared to like you said in corporate. Uh, if you're wrong, uh, all right, I'm still wrong. I still got the same. My paycheck still comes every week or every two weeks. You know, and nothing really happens to you. Um, where if you're on your own stuff happens and <laughs> affects your wallet, affects your, your image, it affects your future clients, you know? So yeah, that accountability, uh, all being on you definitely motivates you. When I first graduated, all my buddies got pretty high paying jobs. And I remember being like, Oh, did I mess up? Did I make the wrong mistake? But now fast forward to three years, I've got, you know, 15 different clients that I've worked with across all these different industries and they've got one very specific, you know, um, set of skills. Yeah. So if I were to go and put myself on the, you know, job market, I think that makes me quite a bit more hireable, you know, cause I can give perspective on a lot of different, <laughs> um, business processes and kind of see things from, you know, the bigger picture. So do you have any kind of closing remarks or advice to give on how you can go about advancing your, well, I don't want to just pit it on specific analytics hard skills because mm -hmm. you've kind of touched on soft skills as well. 
Like, do you have any advice just kind of across the board of how can you grow your skill sets? Yeah. So, I mean, start off with, you know, analytics and, and consulting, especially if you're going in there. Um, I'll be honest with you, my, my analytics is not the best. I mean, I may have an actuary degree in statistics, but I mean, my, my analytics, there's way better people than I recognize it as far as analytics go. Um, but your company is not just analytics, right? You got to speak with people. You got to, you know, you got to do meetings and, and you got to sell because you got to get people to like you. You got to do some marketing. Um, you have to, you know, talk to different groups and different things and different um, departments and make it all together. You have to do project management to create your timelines. So, you know, just being an analyst is great if you're just an employee. Um, but if you're trying to do it on your own, having all those different skill sets, you know, even just having a good personality, um, just maybe being a likable person, there's way more to it. Um, and some of those things just come with experience. Some of those things come with learning different things and reading books. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's don't, even if you're, you know, trying to be an analytics person, you can't just specialize in analytics because that's 20% of the job. You have to have all these other skill sets also, which, like I said, I learned off of YouTube and Udemy and reading books. Um, so being a, a well-rounded individual and professional is, is really important. So you have to constantly learn. Awesome. Well, I think that was some fantastic advice. I really appreciate your input on that. Yeah, no problem. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.